Welcome to the to the to the podcast experiment. To the podcast experiment. Welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And here we go. It's like working with Michael Winslow. I'm okay with '80s references. He was the guy who made all the sound effects in the Police Academy movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> For our audience that doesn't know, I know you know. Who he is. And I, I think it's really. Um, it's weird how certain things get lost in time and how we are the ones that are now like we're like you hear about things like uh, things being passed down through mm-hmm. like through words with people like through uh, through generations and stuff like Homer. Well, and, and the Odyssey. Right. And so the, what's interesting is now there's a whole bunch of like stuff that we remember that like ju- is just lost it'll die with us there was a series it. of films called the police academy movies <laughs> there was about eight of them but they're forgotten <laughs> to time you never see them <laughs> no one talks about steve gutenberg maybe like a yankees rain delay on a sunday afternoon they'll put on like police academy 2 but no one no one watches that because, citizens because on patrol there's 500 <laughs> channels and you go to nope. eight, 499 other channels yeah they're just gone it's weird like i guess never ever watch those in the digital age there's such a high turnover rate even something from like 10 years ago people don't remember but especially like from the 80s there's eight i think there's eight of them yep Nobody remembers. <laughs> I, I did not see seven. Or There's eight. only been six Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Well done. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I am Vic. And here we go. We um, Vic just steered us back to what we were talking about, and we're here to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. That's Mission Impossible 6 to everybody. Yes. Who's keeping score? Um, I actually just saw that today. It came out last weekend. I saw it today. I saw it in IMAX. Wow. Um, and it was been even better the in way IMAX. to watch it. <laughs> I was going to, you know, we, I, we'd mentioned in, in, in previous podcasts that, and I think we did like uh, on one not too far, not too uh, long ago, we said that uh, when there's a good movie, it's kind of like uh, we don't have. We may not even have much to say. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, it was good. Like Jurassic World, we just picked it apart for we a half hour. For like- but, but this one, I mean, you know, I can talk about this one a lot, but it's gonna all be raves. That movie was. Uh, that was a hell of a movie. It's, it lives up to the hype. Holy, very moly. rarely does that happen in movies nowadays. But honestly, there's a moment in. in uh, so okay, Mission Impossible Fallout, right? Mission Impossible. Spoiler 6. alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, we're going to spoil the hell out of this. And it's but it was very good. Okay. There's a moment in the movie while I'm I'm watching this movie where I'm seeing Tom Cruise doing a thing or things. And I say to myself, "Geez, Tom, you don't have to do this for me." <laughs> like I'm 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 legit That's kind like, of a debate. People are like, "Why is he doing this?" Like I'm legit like you don't have to do this for us, buddy. Like because it's really Tom Cruise. Like, he's like jumping you're out You're Tom of Cruise already. You're already no Tom Cruise, what. man. Like, you're in the Hall of Fame yeah, already. You're you done. You're good. But he's killing it, man. I mean, he's legit. Look, we, 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 you could joke about Tom Cruise. There's lots of things, criticisms, whatever. But one thing you know is he puts in the complete 100%. Yes. Into his movie. When they say 110%, he's putting in 130. Well, so I, I'm i not one to go into... I have a whole theory about more than 100%. Most people can't even get to 100%. <laughs> yeah, so of course. So people like, oh, 200%, 1,000%. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know what 100% is. And my point is, 
most people when they like like the, the I think it's the Navy the Navy SEALs have this whole thing about like when people want to give up they have like sixty percent more forty percent I think it's like forty percent more to give because mm-hmm. most of us aren't used to having to actually go to those extremes and so the the idea of the training of the SEALs is to get people to break themselves of what they think their their end is and. In this case, with Tom Cruise, the biggest movie star, he push he pushes himself to those limits. He he's gonna be positive. He might be positive to the point where, to some, he's probably a little annoying, and he might be. But mm-hmm. the point is, like when people like they say it, like you listen to other interviews, other actors, other people who work with him. When he shows up, you know. He looks at you. He talks to you. He's like listening to he's you. Engaged. He's engaged. Yeah, and and that you know shows in his movies when he's in, when he is selling it. When he is really in it, he's really in it. And when he is jumping out of a plane, you better believe. How many times did he? One hundred and nine halo jumps. One hundred and nine halo <laughs> jumps. There are people that haven't you know taken a dump. One hundred and nine. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like there are mundane things that human beings do. That they don't do 109 times mm-hmm. in a year. He did 109 jumps out of a halo, halo jumps out yeah, of a plane. Not just a regular jump. Yeah. Halo jump. A, a halo jump is a high altitude, uh, low opening. The, yeah, jump. Okay. And he has to do it. He has to like act. He has He's to not act. just jumping out He's of the plane. Just jumping. <laughs> they said he had to jump out. They did it at the, the what do you call it? The magic hour or mm-hmm. something where like the light is just right. So they only really get to do it like once, once a day. And then he would have to, there was another cameraman who did the halo jump before him with the camera strapped to his head. And he would have to like jump and stop himself within the focus points of, of the camera. If he got too close or too far away, he blew the shot. The shot was done. They have to wait till the next day because by the time they get back up there, it would be dark. It's insane. It's crazy. It's insane. It's, it, it's, it's a lot. Okay. And the fact is no one else does that. No. No other actor. And Some people say nobody else needs to do that, but I don't know. I appreciate it. But I he's appreciate, doing that for me. I appreciate the hell out of it. He's not just, I don't want to pick on people, but he's not just like. Phoning it in. Or like, you know, like, I didn't see these movies, but I know like Mark Wahlberg just did a couple of Transformers movies. Sure. And it's just like, he's just making Transformers movies just to like make some money. And listen, like he's not really like doing anything. But he's I'm not just, bagging on any of that. No, you know, like, you do what you do. Make as many like taken films as you want, Liam Neeson. Like, I love him and I'll go see him and stuff, but. Just something about, I don't know if it's like old school. I know I, people didn't do their, you know, I don't know, like Cary Grant didn't do his own stunts or anything, but something about like being there, a total movie star, like being giving there. everything for his yeah, audience. Yeah, and, and, and you seeing it without any, any, because it is for us, it's between. become like an event to go see the movie. But like a lot of part of the reason to go see the new Mission Impossible is to see the stunts he's doing and you watch, know it's really him. Yeah, to watch Tom Cruise That do becomes it. like more entertaining. Now, it's like watching somebody jump a motorcycle over like cars absolutely. or Absolutely. And it's the only, it's, it's, it's the last, these are, these are the last bastions of that because, because it's, it's a commitment and it's a fidelity. Like it's interesting because we uh, off, we were mentioning um, Westworld and in this whole second season of Westworld, mm-hmm. that was like one of the words that if you remember that like they talk about fidelity mm-hmm. And, and and not in the sense of being um, faithful, like uh, in a relationship, but the fidelity, like hi-fi, <laughs> you yeah. know, like like, um, and for Tom Cruise, what feels like a good sort of old school 
aspect of that was that you would go to the circus. The purpose, the the thing that was exciting about going to the circus was to see these things for real, these animals, these stunts happen in front of you. Um, going to see a band, you know, if you go to, if there's a band that you're a big fan of, you know, when there was a shift from like playing music live and with real instruments to playing, having them sort of be recorded and, you know, more synth, what was lost there was the performance. You, 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 yeah. One of the reasons why music was so good was not only the music itself, but seeing your favorite artist, musician, actually play in front of you was like a thrill you they were actually creating that music that is there's a real value to that and so tom cruise doing that in a movie for us is like when we know we can get thanos we can get we can get which is great we can get josh brolin right who's like what like 510 maybe you know get digitally rendered and he looks photo real, but he's like 12 feet tall and he's acting in front of Chris Hemsworth. But they're like they're they're digitally sh- scaling it and they're, yeah. you know, digital makeup and all this stuff. I mean, it's amazing, but he's n- none of those things are there. So then to see Tom Cruise, it's like and he's yeah. jumping out of a plane. He's like on motorcycles and stuff. You're like, you know. It's like There's, being filmed live almost, like oh, being in yeah, the theater. Man. You're even, seeing it as it happens, kind of. Even I mean, though it's recorded, it's like you know he really jumped he out of that really plane. He was really doing that. Even when you know he's they, there were cables, safety cables. He, it's still, it doesn't matter. He's actually doing People this. People get hurt all the time with safety oh cables. Oh, my God. I mean, and, and there's this big stunt. Um, I was watching some of the Jimmy Fallon uh, interviews around it. Jimmy Fallon had, had uh, Alec Baldwin. He had Tom Cruise on. Alec Baldwin, you gotta you gotta watch these on on uh, YouTube. They're hilarious. Alec Baldwin and 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 Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon saying like, I heard Tom Cruise broke his ankle on a stunt, and he's, he's every stunt he's watching is like, <laughs> did he break his ankle on that one? Did he do it on that one? Which one did he do it? Because because all these stunts are like amazing. They're amazing. And like I said, I said to myself, man. Dude, you don't have to do that for me. There, there are moments I know about the logistics of making a movie, obviously, and 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 I'm just thinking to myself, geez, this is the the the, comp, the complexity of all of the business that's going on just to make the shot work, let alone to to act in it. Yeah, he's acting doing all that. That's what people don't understand either. He's that's like very hard to do. He's not it's not just like okay, he's run and like jump up. across a building. It's like you have to like have a look on your face yep. and you have to you like, gotta sell it. After you jump you have to like get up and continue doing something. That's the other thing, you have to continue acting like after the stunt. Like yeah. Stunt men usually just do the stunt. It's like cut, but he has to like yeah. fall and act scared and like hang on yeah. as if, as if he meant to fall. You know, it's like it's hard. <laughs> and it's and it was brilliant. And it was brilliant. So so I mean, uh, for the stunts alone, as an added, it's worth checking out. As an added uh, angle, because, I mean, my wife likes Tom Cruise, but she's like, why is he doing all She's one of those people, like, why is he doing all these stunts sure. and this and that? He's, like, too old. She's a mother now. Yeah, he's, like, he's, so it's he's, like, he's all old-looking, especially, like, next to she's like, loves Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yes. Like, like, travel. And she's like... Like I thought, Tom Cruise was handsome, he's but like standing next, years old. but it was like st- they shouldn't put him next to Henry Cavill because he's like the perfect-looking man or whatever. Sure, but um, I was mentioning the Equalizer, sure, and the Equalizer two just came out and stuff, and uh, 
you know, even I say like Denzel's like too old. Like in the first one, he's beating up these like twenty year old like Russian Spetsnaz, you know, mercenaries, and he's like sixty five years old or whatever. And my wife is like, yeah, he's too old for that. Just like Tom Cruise is too old to be like running around and this and that. I'm like, but he's actually doing it. So that proves that he's a 55-year-old can do that. Like right. when you're like, wouldn't Ethan Hunt be like retired by now? He's like too old to be a spy. But I'm like, but obviously if a real 55-year-old could like halo jump and do that other stuff, then in the world of the movie, yes. you could be 55 that's and an, still be on the impossible mission force. Yes. It makes a difference than like Liam Neeson. He's like fake beating people up. I'm sure he's a tough guy in real life, but yeah. like, you know that like he throws a punch, they fall down or something. Maybe he couldn't do that. At right, his age, right. but I know Tom Cruise can because he did. Because he did. So in <laughs> right. the movie world, right. he wouldn't be too old. It's, like somebody wouldn't go up to him in the movie and be like, "You need to retire, Mister Hunt. You, you're too old for this." But now he's really riding a motorcycle. Exactly. And, that is that is a very good kind point. of that real life intruding. On, and like that is a, art imitates life, kind of. Oh, absolutely. And and like you said, it's indisputable because we we just watched it. Um, he learned how to fly a helicopter. <laughs> For a, just a for helicopter the movie. scene. And, it's and that's crazy. the other thing. Like He's got to act as he's piloting the helicopter. Right. He's not just flying it. Honestly, like, he's got to act scared. He's got to say his lines. He's got to make sure he's like in frame with the other helicopter. It's like... There's there's no one in the helicopter with him. No. no he could, and he's doing like a... They Even, said he's doing like a circle down. He's got to pull out Jesus, of a what dive. what doing? <laughs> I don't Love know, him. man. Tommy know. C. Tom Cruise. Kill he's, got a, he's got a lot of... Uh, so you want to Thetans or whatever, whatever <laughs> right, level I'm he not, is. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> so, so one thing I'm going to say is this. Um, you know, we're big fans of superhero movies. And, of course, superhero movies are now really taking over. Or they're, they're, they're dominating the box yes. office. Black Panther and the Avengers and you name it. Even when they're bad, they're just everywhere. And I know a lot of people are sick of them. <clears throat> the 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 Mission Impossible movies, and in fact, the little thing that we were watching, you know, of if you think about them, there's interesting sort of um, li- like a like a like a metaphor that you could sort of use for the Mission Impossible movies. That secret agent metaphor is many things, and I've and I've thought about like we should do a podcast on um, on. <clears throat> on that metaphor, on on how metaphors are present in movies, for things like um, oceans, uh, you know, oceans uh, ten, oceans ten, right? Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Oceans eleven. There you go. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> oceans eleven um, is is purely like a metaphor. There's a, there's many things going on, but one of the metaphors in there is that it's a metaphor for acting, and that like. You learn how to, you know, f- putting in your time as an actor, putting in your the work, you get a skill, then you become very good at it, you become known at that, good, you know, known for that skill. And you could really look at that through the lens of, like, acting and really see, like, make a lot of interesting comparisons. Well, I'm going there because with Mission Impossible, the... The secret agent metaphor has been a metaphor for acting. It's been a metaphor for other things. But very much in Mission Impossible 6, uh, Fallout, it's a metaphor for superheroes. I mean, it's, 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 it's present in other things in the other movies too. But very much in this one. Right down to them casting Superman, Superman Henry Cavill, <laughs> as the villain. That was a very on-the-nose 
choice, I think, because what they were saying in this movie is Tom Cruise is Superman. Tom Cruise is Superman. You know, mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt is Superman, and he is saving the world like Superman. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and he's better than Superman, which is why they cast Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> you no, know, and I mean, they. If you think of it, there's this whole thing with like him and his wife. Now, now look at it like he's Superman and she's Lois. Superman and Lois, they want to get married. They want to have a happy life. He wants to take himself off the board, Superman, right? But then there are great threats out there. The world needs him. The world needs Superman. So he has to absolve. He has to break himself from his relationship, which kills him to do it, Mm -hmm. right? And go back to saving the world. And one of the ways that they can only only ways they can get to him is if they try to get to his his wife. And so, if you think of it in that way, it 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 holds up, and it's really interesting. And even down to the, the like that that last scene where they've saved the day, and and him and his wife Julia, played by um, Michelle Monaghan, yeah. Uh, they're they, you know they're seeing each other and they're having their resolution. He's he's like saying, "I'm so sorry that I you know did this to your life." And what does she say? She says like, "You, you know, you, like she basically says many things. She says you had to, and it's okay. And what I got a chance to I got a chance to become. It it was a very good resolution." Um, to what is normally just a like a, a damsel in distress sort of story arc character, instead of just ending with "Oh, great, thanks for saving me, bye." It's one of these like she she says by going on this journey, yes, being married to you and even having to change my life. She says I've discovered the thing that I love, yeah. and so she thanks him for that. Because she would never have gotten that, and then he's like, "Yeah, but even still, I, I'm sorry, I, you know." And she says, "No, but you had to save the world, and thank you for doing it." Like, like if you watch that movie or, or the scenes like that, where and, and you think of Tom Cruise as Superman, you know, and her as Lois, it it it's a really interesting sort of a way to interpret this, and then of course to then recognize. It's not Superman. It's Tom Cruise. And it's like Tom Cruise basically saying, like, I'm sorry I'm not perfect. And it's like, yeah, dude, you, you're not – it's okay that you're not perfect. You still are kicking so much ass. It's awesome. Like, we're, we thank you. And so that was really what it was sort of un, the undercurrent of that movie. And I think that was one of the reasons why it was just so damn good. It's just so good. Like, very few movies – I felt this with Infinity War also, like literally from the first frame to the last. It's just good. It's just chock full And it's of so good. like, sometimes there's a movie, like I guess a lot of movies I want to be in the movie, I want to be part of that world, but like there's a scene where he goes with uh, Max's daughter. Yes. And there's like a room full of mercenaries and like loading their weapons, all of these <laughs> weapons yeah, yeah. laid out on the table and they're like... They just walk into the room. They're like, uh, the, they have the asset in the convoy, it's going to travel down this path, we're going to create a distraction... It'll move to its predetermined alternate route. Yeah. 
we'll do this, blah, blah. We'll extract the asset, return him to here, and we'll trade him for the plutonium. And I'm like, I want to talk like that. Like, I want to be in a room of mercenaries <laughs> and talk about, like, extracting for. the asset to trade him for plutonium. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, my friend. Because I would definitely be the guy who's like, you know, we trade the asset, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I got, can I get anybody some coffee or something? It's like... <laughs> Not now. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. And I just like leave. That would be me. Like I'm like sweeping up in the background. And I'm just like the guy. And maybe they would, they'd be like, we need somebody to like, you know, create the distraction or something. We got no, we got nobody you're left. Like, and they just like look over to me. And I was like, what? what? You're, you're chewing. You're yeah, in the middle of chewing your sandwich. Guy. Anybody want their sandwich? Yeah, you like yours light and sweet? Like, no, one for like, you. You're, uh, well, who's going to, no, they, they look over and they're, they're like, well, who's going to be the distraction? We need somebody to be the distraction. And it's like... Who would be went, stupid enough? <laughs> we all look down. <laughs> and Vic, you're going through like the bag of sandwiches. You're like, yeah. anybody get mayo on, the, <laughs> on their sandwich? And there's like silent, like, what? And it'll just cut to me like running naked down the street or something because I'm the distraction for the police. You know? <laughs> I love it. We just, we just wrote this, the, the first ah, scene in the next Mission Impossible. Love it. Anyway, I will say what was really fun was some of the all right we're going to get into some heavy spoilers but some of the misdirects were were brilliant um and you know one one or two i knew were i knew that they were in the trailer because like there's a scene in the trailer and i you know i i watched the trailer uh it was fun there's a scene where you see him grip um Michelle Moynihan when it looks like a nuke is going off hmm. and you know like it's like okay we know that that's not it and I would like to say actually the other nod to superheroes though they didn't know this was going to be there was in that dream where he grabs her and there's a nuke that goes off he goes to dust just like in uh, the snap in, what <laughs> just like <laughs> the snap in Infinity much. War I know that was just me <laughs> fooling around but it is funny and I haven't heard anyone say that the only part that was but but well go ahead I was going to say the only part, like I can believe him jumping out of a plane and all that stuff. The only part that's unrealistic is... Tumbling like, in a no, when, when broken helicopter? Alec Baldwin's fighting Henry Cavill for a few seconds and is like, come on, old Alec boy. Yeah, he kind of gets the upper hand on he, Henry he gets Cavill. A couple he wouldn't in. last two seconds against it. Like he has to pull a knife to win the fight, Henry Cavill. Like, yeah, I come think on. they were being nice. And I think the, the mustache was totally worth it. It was worth it... The, Millions of dollars was, in reshoots on was, Justice League. Like he looked cool with the mustache. He he looked cool and he looked evil. That's why I think, and that's they, exactly why was, they needed to facial hair for the evil person. And from what I understand, is he was making another movie, and he had facial hair. And when he showed up to do like you know the read for Mission Impossible, Christopher McQuarrie liked it. He's like, you should keep the facial hair. And that was like all the decision that went into it. Little did they know it would turn into this huge. I don't care. Thing. I don't care because it was, was better than it. Justice League. So <laughs> I was there for it. I don't know why they can't just like shave it and then just like glue a mustache on them. Everything has to be CGI nowadays. For a hundred years in movies, they use actual makeup and just like. Well, I mean, I will a little, say a little glue. Put a mustache on. I will say. I will say that with the fidelity, and I'm using that word again, but the high resolution of the way cameras yeah. are, you can see makeup. At a different rate, <clears throat> and 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 the argument, just like the argument was for Justice League, is like, come on, you got a hundred billion dollar movie, and you can't let the guy grow out a mustache. Uh, you know, so I hear, and you know, he was on that that job, 
but but yeah, he was he was totally badass. Yes, Very Henry Cavill was badass. Uh, uh, the movie was just good. A lot it of shout really outs good. to like other Mission Impossibles. Yes, and that, that was, was good too for somebody who. It's been 22 years since the first Mission Impossible. It's a long time ago. There's, and, and it's a lot of movies. Shout-outs to the first one, to, like, other... Like, uh... Well, not only does... Was, not only does he... Is it a shout-out, but there's also, like, nods to specific skills, like him being a rock climber. There's, like, a scene where yeah. he's, like, climbing... He, he's got to be... A, he's basically got to climb. And there's this moment where he's hanging on something, and he just reaches over, and he goes like, like and he goes, oh, you know, he can climb rock, so he just does that. Um, but there's there the the misdirects were really fun, and they were the first time it happens, you remember, oh right, this is this is a major and very important part of Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's like it's a huge franchise with like a huge budget and big stunts and explosions and stuff but basically it's still just like a spy movie yeah with like kind of like you know the spy movie plot where you gotta like get something from somebody and there's like a double cross a triple cross they're wearing masks the and triple it's kinda cross like, it's very is always simple thing right at it's core there's always like, some do, sort do I of shoot a... do I like is it worth my friend's life to stop the plutonium from getting out to the yeah. open market and stuff I will say though that the the thing that made the show clever and fun was the idea of the the ruse the the trick that they were pulling on the person that was very much like the old tv show yeah right that's all they had they didn't have like big stunts and stuff right. so every and episode they'd have to make the guy think he was in like another country or something or they'd make him think that like thing. a month had passed when it was really only like the next day and yeah. he would trick himself like a month oh my god Right, I need to contact someone, and he would call him up and be like, "Thank you, thank you. We got that phone number. <laughs> yeah, like, we yeah. got the code, or we got the thing." And so that was always that was that was one of the tropes of the show, and to remember to carry that into the movies, you're always you're always pleased after the fact. Like you're like that's how I was. I was like I was like, oh, right, yes, I, I forgot how much I love that part of Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they. That that was in there twice, you know. So there's so there's two moments like that, and there's two sort of um, uh, like he has two dreams, and he has one sort of like vision that isn't anything, which is very fun. And he has two. There's two. Um, uh, like what are we gonna call those when when it's part of the plan when they like. When they when they set up a scheme, like yeah, they like pull that. it off, like they pull off a mission, they do that twice. Mm-hmm. And it, if you think about it, that's a lot of stuff to do because it opens with him having a bad dream. Then, then it goes into a mission failing. Then it goes into them doing their Mission Impossible thing to get the information and you go oh snap like this is really great like they that, literally had him in a boxed room of fake stuff it like, almost that was seems awesome. like the whole movie is like a mission which it is i guess but there's no like lull there's no nope. that's why i think it's like tense for the whole movie because it like kind of starts and he, he never stops moving like he doesn't sleep right. or anything he just goes the whole rest of the movie is him like accomplishing this mission it's like a couple of things go wrong but he just goes right into the next and, and it's super creative 
Yeah, like like, it's, like like it doesn't feel shoehorned in. It feels like like you there's said, plenty of time for everything that just happened. Right. You said there's this whole scene. Uh, they're talking about. Uh, the guys are all in there with the guns and they're mm-hmm. talking about picking up the asset and they're they're stepping through the plan and we jump in like Tom like we begin to see it it begin or we begin to see it get executed the plan yeah according to their plans and they're seeing it and it comes down to this moment where there's like shooting people up and and we see that there's one character that we kind of realize oh okay this is Tom Cruise he's with all of them undercover yeah but then he has to cr- cross the line and just when he does and we're like holy shit he really this is pretty bad that he's crossed the line we realize this is just him visualizing it that was very very clever because then the next time it happened he just changed the plan completely and again that was very tom cruise it was also very mission impossible very ethan hunt very ethan hunt and it was very fun it's very much uh just from like an action movie standpoint, it's always important in good action movies and scenes to lay out the, uh, what do you call it, like the geography of the yeah, scene absolutely. so you know where everything is. Sometimes bad, like a lot of movies nowadays, the action is just like the cutting is so quick, you don't know you what's, no going on. what's going on. Well, it's also very clever about doing it in this way is you get a chance to see it done right. Yeah, you see the whole where the trucks are going. And go wrong. Exactly. So when it happens for real the next time, you know that like, oh, that's, this is supposed they're near to be the this. water and this is where the motorcycles are and stuff like that. So like, you get a without layout. hitting you over the head, you know, like the scene at the end when, on the helicopter, it's like so easy to follow. Right. It's, it's not easy to do. It seems like it's easy to do, but it's not. Like, it's very clever and stuff and, going on in this movie. It was incredibly well um, managed and handled. It was very well. Like like you could you could follow it. Um, I was tense. I was like almost oh, I was jumping totally out of tense. my seat at that final sequence <laughs> it, there. It was the helicopter was like very. Unnerving to see. Well, you got to see it in IMAX. I mean, honestly, you won't you won't be sorry. You see it in IMAX for 4K. Well, this ultrasound was, surround yeah, man, shake it, it. It was it was outstanding. It was uh, I mean this was 2D. I was very glad I did not need it to be 3D. Um, but this is 2D giant screen IMAX, and it, when when it goes into these big moments, the screen gets bigger, and it's like awesome. I mean it, it's like there's moments where you're there, you realize like yeah, like this is this is cinema on. The world stage, one hundred percent pure cinema. <laughs> it is, it is, <laughs> and it's like on a world stage, and and uh, like a worldwide it, scale, and you and 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 as it is going by, you also feel it being the last time that we can do this. Like there's there's that sort of sense. I mean, he's fifty six. Even if they do make more of them, I mean, come on, you know. And there's like. Four or five stunts that he does in the movie. Sometimes big stunts. That one, I know he's done little ones and the other ones, but like when he's on the outside of the the building, in the yeah. Part four, like that was the big stunt. And the next one, he was hanging on the the plane. Yep, that was the big stunt. Now, I mean, everybody remembers him breaking his ankle, but that's like an afterthought. That little <laughs> stunt, like that's nothing. Like, yep, the halo jump, the motorcycles, the hanging on the bottom of the helicopter, all like that's oh. it's a lot of stuff to to make the next one. Was he ten ten stunts? Like, it's unreal. Top yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said also that like to take responsibility for what other people say that it kind of like outbonds James Bond. Yeah, like 
part of the reason is, and I kind of agree, the last couple Bond movies are kind of like blend together and what's his name? Uh, old sourpuss Daniel Craig. Doesn't look like he's having any fun. <laughs> but now, like, Tom Cruise looks like, I mean, he's not like, doesn't have a smile on his face. <coughs> but he, he looks like he's having fun yeah. for the audience. Totally. And what the there's mo- the exotic locales, there's the beautiful women, there's the gadgets. It's all like what James Bond used to do. Yes. Now it's like, the James Bond people are like, oh, we want the, not so many gadgets. We want them to be more realistic. And he only has like but it's you know, a movie. one woman. We don't want Bond realistic. used to sleep with like five women a movie. Now he's only going to have one woman and this and that. But like, and they're all kind of like gray. Yeah. And they tried to connect the last like three Bond movies to make it like one big story. And sure. like, it didn't really work out. So like, the, and I'm a big James Bond fan. So Huge. I liked it. Like the Mission Impossible is kind of like. The exotic locales, everything oh, has yeah. become... Well, so, again, right? Like, you just put James Bond and replace him with Ethan Hunt, it would be a Bond movie. But what's really good is he does out-Bond because <clears throat> he is... Uh, he's 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 matching, like, Bond, but he's better at it because, one, he has only been this character in all the... Yeah, Bond has been so many different people, it's hard to And that's a compare. huge one. Uh, and he is pulling off all these stunts, which, like you said before, it's like you can't say, a oh, 56-year-old guy can't do it because he just did it. <laughs> yeah, Roger you know? Moore never did any of his old stunts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, so those three moments are, are outstanding. It's also, um, like, the only one, one little thing, because it does sort of nod to some of the other tropes that they've set up in the Mission Impossible movies, and then it kind of, nods back to some bits but i did think because the villain is the 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 guy that they capture in mission impossible five right yes so he so it's kind of a direct sequel yes um you know because things carry he's the only villain to return for another which is cool and he didn't die spoiler alert he doesn't die so they, they get him again and what's also interesting is they hand him over to who the British Secret Service, which is called uh, what? MI6. Which is the title, which is the 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 number of this Mission Impossible movie, which I thought was very uh, clever. I never thought of that. <laughs> I thought that was very clever. Um, uh, so so there's that, and that was very cool. Um, and then, the, of course, there's like... Uh, I, one, one thing I, I, I was hoping to see, though, was I thought... Because remember, there's like this character who has like the apostles and they're all like these terrorists, these cell terrorists, whatever, you know, that was like the rogue nation people or whatever. Um, I kind of was hoping that they were going to reveal what the rabbit's foot was Ah. from the third (laughs) mission impossible movie. I I was hoping it doesn't matter. I know it was a MacGuffin. I know it doesn't matter, but I was kind of hoping that they were going to come up with something. Um, because that would have been kind of fun. And I did think when I, you know, I was properly fooled, you know, I did think that when they get away with it and the guy's captured and they're, they're, you know, they're freaking out and there's like Wolf Blitzer is like reporting. I thought all of that was like, oh man, they're really going for it on this one. Yeah. And, uh, fallout. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then when it turned out to be just one of their missions i said oh yeah that was that was really really well handled i think also um back to that whole superhero thing i was saying it's interesting because 
the metaphor of superheroes being like, you know, having superpowers, being specialists, you know, that's what they are. And there's this whole kind of thing where you see them, where you see Luther and you see Simon Pegg and you see um, the the lady, what's her name? Ilsa. Ilsa. Uh, And you kind of, that's like a super friends team. You know, that's like its own Mm -hmm. team. Um, that's very cool. And, of course, he is Superman or, or he's like Superman without powers, but he's definitely Superman. And, I, again, I, I I love Superman. We all know this. Um, so I see things through the Superman lenses. When it, when, it, when it lines up, it lines up perfectly. And I think that was just a really, really good um, move. And I'm, I'm just a big, big fan. Yes. Excellent movie. Yeah, excellent Thumbs movie. Up. MI6, Mission Impossible. Six, Mission Impossible Fallout. Very, very good. Six thumbs up. Highest recommendation. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, that was it. Uh, we could talk for another hour about this. And maybe we could, um, maybe when Mission Impossible Fallout comes out on video, we'll, uh, we'll do all, all we'll of the mission, mission movies. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I think this is pretty good. Go see Mission Impossible 6. This is the uh, podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. One thing I did want to say about Mission Impossible, and I hope I can remember. Uh, Didn't you write it down? No. Well, I wrote that. Damn it. Damn it. Don't, don't, don't. Um, I wanted to say something about Inception and Mission Impossible. Hmm. And that is, and you, and you kind of said it like, they would make a guy think that he was asleep for 30 days Mm -hmm. and then he would like give up a a piece of information. And by doing it, they would make the, the villain or the person that they're trying to get the information from give up the thing by their own accord. It was, it's just like inception where it's like, we can't make someone think about a thing. They're gonna make them think. Yeah. We have to, we have to make, we, and that's a very hard thing to do because in, in Inception, they, the, 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 the quick way they said it was you try to think about, the, you know, like, don't think about the color blue. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. It's hard to do. Uh, and, and if you remember, like, right up at the beginning, you, said, you, you can't do Inception. You can't. It's like, I can't. I, I can't do it. And then the idea was uh, with Inception, um, Leo's character said, I can do it, but it's hard. And he was talking about it, like the layers that you have to go through and the things you have to do. Well, that was also what's so damn clever about Mission Impossible, and they did it twice in that in, in Mission Impossible Six. Is first we see it happen with them faking the three bombs going off at the same time, making looking like a thing, and then they the you know the the facade comes down and Wolf Blitzer rips off it as a mask, and it's great. And then later, you know, the characters are all arguing, and there's like, you know, because it's like it's Halloween. We don't we don't mess around with that. And then we come back around, and we get this reveal, and the guy's saying like, "This is how," and he's doing it, and and we get keyed into a couple of details, and like like twenty seconds before the the character gets it, we get it. And we realize, oh shit! And that was another really good plant, and then like setup and payoff of Mission Impossible Six was so good. It's good, and they even and do it was it like Inception to Henry Cavill, who's like, I know he's not part of the IMF team, but he's 
like to pull it off on an unsuspecting regular person is good, but they actually trick uh, an like agent. an expert agent spy. Right. Even he gets tricked with like the mask and everything. Exactly. And he gets tricked and yeah. it's so good because as he's doing it, he's like, oh shit, it just happened to me. Like he's saying it back and then he says, oh fuck. Like he realizes and it was brilliant. It was, it was brilliant. Brilliant. And they do it. That's all Chris McQuarrie. Chris McQuarrie. <laughs> Oscar winner. Chris McQuarrie. Who knew he'd be such a great director, but he is. Hell yeah. Um, I, it was it was it was great. Uh, I was a big 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 big, big fan, uh, and I think that Alec Baldwin didn't need to fight him. <laughs> he could have gotten taken out much quicker, and, and we would have been fine with that. It was it was more valiant, and I get it. He could just like but honestly, the gun the, out of his hand, but the, and he gets but stabbed the, right or something, away. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah. and he's ruthless. It would have been a very ruthless thing. Yeah. And it would have been even more tragic. Uh, but I. I liked the gun thing, where he holds a gun and get the guy. You know, he takes the gun. And he's like, oh, how about this one? <laughs> that like, was great. Can I get this one? <laughs> yeah, and he just and he just did that very uh, Shatner esque, actually, yeah. I, which I, which I really enjoyed. But anyway, so that was that. Anything else to say? Inception. No, I'm just trying to give you a clean edit to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs>